Welcome back. Welcome into the Lion's Share podcast. We are through Thanksgiving. We are on the backside and we are looking forward to Christmas now. The Lions fell just short on Thanksgiving, falling to the Bills 28 to 25. Um, now that we've had a couple days, it's a little weird coming off of a, a break from recording and not recording the same day as the game. So it's a little weird. Um, now that we've had some days to absorb this, what are you feeling, Andrew? Um, well, I think I'm feeling a little different than I was, uh, at about three o'clock today. The mood is switched. I, at this point, I guess I'm okay with the loss and the close win. It's the same thing as the Eagles to me. But we've realized that at this point in time with the Seahawks and Commanders and 49ers and where all these fringe wildcard teams are sitting, looks like we're going to be uh, the ones left without a date to the party here. And I'm okay with building confidence and building wins for next year. As am I. I we knew we both knew it was going to be a long shot for the Lions to make the playoffs um, given their record. And and now it looks like it'll be even longer shot. It's going to take a lot to, for some some wild scenario to to for, come to fruition. Um, so so it was a long shot to begin with, um, but it was it was it was an opportunity, and and now it's it's slowly slipping away. Um, no moral victories. We always say that, right? And um, the Bills game can't be chalked up as that. Uh, I think what was tough for me was just the fact of how close it really was, and the, that uh that that looked like it was going to overtime even though I was concerned as soon as I saw how much time was on the clock and Josh Allen on the other side of the field you, there's a couple guys in, in the in the league that you know they don't need much time and Josh Allen's one of those people especially with the weapons they have on offense um Patrick Mahomes and him are are, are probably the two best in the league at getting the teams down the field in a, in a hurry um, so that's what it was for me was just the they squandered a, a, an opportunity to steal a game there um, and, and, and have a big one on Thanksgiving. Yeah, and now to be fair here, um, this is what Dan Campbell said during his hard knocks, you know, 80 million second pause. Um, this is the team that's going to grab your ankles as you're walking the shoreline and just slowly drag you into the abyss and drown you. And that's what they attempted to do with the Bills. I mean, they were going toe-to-toe with them, punch by punch. Everybody, um, after the fact, is kind of keying in on the third down and one and really harping in on Dan Campbell and his um, time management. Honestly, I thought he handled it well with trying to get points, being aggressive while trying to limit the clock. I mean, they get that third down. Obviously, it's over. But if you look back on it, the ball was just underthrown. You had Amon Ra crossing the center, but you had two guys coming up the middle on Goff, so you can't really fault him for getting rid of it. And once again, and, and to be fair, I think it was to Chark or Reynolds, one of the two, but they had a full step. I think it was Chark. He had a full step on the guy. That is NFL open, no doubt. Just an underthrown ball, in my opinion. Yeah, and we, we were talking during the game, you and I. Um, I I didn't like the way things were managed at the end of the game, but uh, but I think we saw what was what was Dan's biggest fear was you can't leave too much time for um, for for Josh Allen and you know they 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 left with 
not a lot of time and they still got down the field. So uh, that was obviously the the idea behind the time management at the end there. And, and you're right, it was close there at the end on the third and one. Um, it, it, we could have been talking about a, a, a big touchdown or a, a within the 10-yard line opportunity there. So um, I don't think you can harp on them too much for that. Uh, there's really no perfect way to manage that there other than leave one second on the clock for Josh Allen. Uh, they only needed about I mean honestly about 15 seconds at the most so or at the least um it, so it was just a, it was just a bad opportunity um at the end there it, it, you, you you it was the biggest thing for me all day is the 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 bills were converting a lot of long third downs um they were 7 of 15 or, or 7 of 14 or something like that about 50 or they were above 50% for the day um so lines did go, get off the field on some third downs but um, that was kind of the story of the day on defenses. Without Okuda in that secondary, they just couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't keep a handle on the Bills. Yeah, and unfortunately, Okuda had to go ahead and sit out this game and follow it up with this uh, whew, with Wolverine Nation on on Saturday afternoon. We'll get to it, but thoughts and prayers, Okuda. Yeah, not a good look for him. I'm, I don't know if, I, I didn't hear much about it, but um, I don't know if there was a bet between him and Hutchinson. I'm sure there had to be some, you know, they, usually the usually in the when those, uh, oh, yeah. rooms, they, when you've got the college guys on, um, from rival teams, they usually do something, some sort of bet on the game. Yeah, especially with uh, Hutchinson and Okuda both kind of fresh out uh okuda a little longer obviously the three years so a lot of the guys he would have known have kind of passed through the program and everything but hutchinson fresh out of the gate he's going to be talking some smack that's for sure absolutely and what a big win it was for them we'll talk about it at the end of the show um so we'll talk about the lines in the bills and then we'll talk about the nfl week that was it was a busy week as we said no buys anymore um or no buys this week there were there was a full slate of games on a couple different days, and we've got two games remaining still. Uh, Sunday Night Football about to kick off soon. Um, so we'll talk through all of that in and, and, and a, and a crazy wild week, a couple overtime games and some thrilling um, games as we go down the stretch here in the NFL as we're approaching December. Um, and then we'll talk about college football at the end. And um, side note, we are I am recording in a different location, so we may have some different sound waves going on right now um so i hope it sounds okay dokey um i will be back into my setup later on the next episode so without further ado let's talk about the lions game um a little less notes written for me here as thanksgiving was going on i know you probably in the same boat we both recorded halftime capsules but um yep i'm not even sure with the current setup that I'm using if I'm even going to have an opportunity to put them in it may be just too much work um and I just don't feel like doing it so and I know we didn't have a lot to say because of the the holiday going on around it um and as well as the the concert that really wasn't a concert yeah I'll give the shareholders a little sneak peek for mine if they don't get tossed in a nap uh a nap happened in there maybe a couple snores and hiccups uh, I believe mid-capsule, I realized I had potatoes and gravy dripping down my chest area. Um, and I also had to come in uh, with an over-the-top shot emergency interruption when I saw, I, I once again, her name escapes me on the halftime artist, 
But those leather leather BB pants. Rexa. Okay, thank you, sir. Those leather pants, I hope they put some baby powder in there because she might need scissors to get out of them things. Holy cow, those were tight. I have no idea what you're talking about because I didn't watch it. As I said, I was in the shower, and I still haven't seen. The only thing I saw was uh, something on Instagram where people were saying, complaining because it wasn't uh, wasn't live on the field. It was just on the video boards. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was shocked to see that. Um, Usually it's always it's always been on on the field, so I don't know what the the determining factor for this was. Well, I, I think I got it for you. I think I can uh, get you a, a, an analysis of it. Have you ever uh, bought a brand new pair of socks? You know you know how like they're nice and tight, the elastics brand new. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're with me on this one. All right. Now now imagine taking about three or four oranges. Right when you buy those and you're shoving them right down in this tube sock. Okay. It's real tight around there. It's hard to get them. be hard to get them out. Okay. So it was a wardrobe thing is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. That was the reasoning. Okay. Well, I, I, I buy it. Um, so let's talk about the game then. Um, uh, yeah, if you want to. But, at, I mean, well, we, had a- we could talk about that for a while. We could talk about the halftime show for a while, but I didn't see it, so I, I don't have a lot to, of light to shed on that. Shame. Shame. It is a shame. Um, so, like I said, didn't have as many notes, so I think what I'm going to break this down into is just my um, – I'm going to start with the negatives. Instead, you know, Most people like to start with the positives, but I'm going to start with the negatives and then talk about the positives from the game, uh, my takeaways. Um, so, downfalls. First up and first, first and foremost um, on the offensive side of things, they couldn't – couldn't run the ball very well, uh, and that didn't um, didn't help out the uh, the passing game either. Um, so they they just didn't have a. They had, I think 96 total yards as a team rushing. So not a not an awful day, but um, just a lack of run, lack of establishing the run all day. Um, missed field goal from Badgley. Obviously that was a big one too. There's a three point game that they lost. Um, so you can you can say that um, they they put up you know they could have had that three point game right. They could have had that field goal. Maybe it changes the game. Um, but Badgley's been kicking the ball pretty well, so I, it, he's bound to miss one eventually, right? Um, gave up chunk plays through the air. That was one other big one on defense. They We talked about it a little bit in the summary that they just were giving up chunks to Diggs and others. Um, the other guy's name is escaping me. He had the bigger bigger day of the, of the wide receivers. Diggs had, I think, 77 yards. Um, Gabe Davis. What's that? Gabe Davis. Yes, there you go. Thank you. Um, time management uh, was kind of downfall. We talked about it, but um, you just don't want to leave Josh with too much time. But um, the third down and one throw was questionable for me. Uh, I, you know, if it works, it works. Then it's great. But um, that was questionable. That's not a big downfall for me. That's just on my list. Um, they lost the time of possession, and um, can't win. Don't win a lot of games when you lose the time of possession. They were out. Um, out-timed by about three minutes, and they've won the last two games that they won. They were um, they won the time of possession, so this was one of the keys for me, and they did not win the time of position, possession. Uh, they did not convert as many third downs as the Bills did, and they gave up some third downs on defense, as we said. The Bills were 7 of 12 on third down. There's the stat I was looking for. So they're above, um, above average. Um, their average was about exactly 50% coming into this game, so an above average day for them on, on third down flat on turnovers. I will say it was flat because 
I don't count that last fumble at the at the very very end when they're trying to do the you know miracle play I don't really count that as a fumble obviously in the stat book it is a fumble but we'll call the turnover battle was flat between the two teams so didn't win the turnover battle um, so those are my downfalls now I will talk about my upsides the positives Goff and Allen were statistically similar, um, like almost identical in some aspects. Um, and Goff was actually slightly better if, um, just by the numbers. So um, it, Goff was good. I mean, he was serviceable. He, he's kind of up, up, up and down this year, but he this, this was a pretty decent game for him, although he did miss some throws, especially when it mattered. Um, he's, he's not exactly the most clutch quarterback in the world, so he missed some throws down the stretch when they really needed – um, needed him to be accurate hey, only three penalties so a great game in that department in that side of things three penalties clean game that was one of the keys and they they achieved there uh, Amon Ross St. Brown was great all day as he always is um, just a great um, boy, great play from him on, on, on Thursday they were three for three on fourth down they went for it three times and they got all three um, so that was good to see um, Dan getting a little bit more aggressive against a, a bigger, better team in the Bills. And they didn't let Diggs completely take over the game. We, you know, it was one of our concerns um, coming into the matchup was Diggs going off. Um, he was he held in check, 77 yards. Um, he got eight catches on the day, so he, he definitely um, got the got the PPR points. But, um, you know, held him relatively in check, didn't let him take over the game. Um, although Gabe Davis had a pretty solid one. Um, I think if Okuda plays, obviously that would be, have been a completely different thing. And I think um, if I can say this, I would say if they had Okuda, they probably would have won the game. I, uh, man, I, <laughs> I was with you on a lot of those things. Uh, the, I mean, but that last sentiment, you never truly know. And I mean, that's the NFL and why you got to stay healthy and everything. But I think you may be right on that sentiment. They, he definitely would have put him in a better position to win that game than not being on the field. A um, couple things. I mean, I'm with you on almost everything. Just a couple things to add on to what you're saying. Uh, a couple negatives where I know one of your positives where it was discipline um, and lack of penalties. But I mean, to, to riff off of that, I mean, undisciplined football when you needed to be, uh, was it, was it, was it, no, was it uh, right? Who had a stupid penalty late? I, can't remember who um, had that dumb penalty late. It really just kind of took the air out of everything. Bill's first down automatic when they could have had him stopped again. Uh, Swift on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, just got to get upfield for me. I just truly is just he is irking me every week at this point. Get upfield. It's like he has no sensibility of situational football. Amon Ra, to just touch on what you said, because boy, is he back and better than ever, but he just seems healthier than the beginning of the season. I mean, not nursing that that uh, high ankle sprain, no more off the concussion protocol. He's just looking healthy and happy to be playing football. And then on the coaching uh, stand field, uh, Dan Campbell trying to take points early. I know Badgley had the missed field goal, but... You know, there's a time to be aggressive and there's a time to just take points. And honestly, when we talked about it last week, that's how I feel about it is you need to take those points early. Yeah, so you didn't like the going forward on fourth and one there. They get the offsides and they still get the they get the they get the long QB sneak, um, get it regardless of the penalty. But um, 
So aside from the the first their first fourth down of the day, they were three for three, like I said, on fourth down. So did you feel like the other fourth downs were um, more reasonable? I think they were more reasonable. Like I said, the one early is just because it's so early in the game. It's not really necessary at that point. To touch on something you said last week, though, I love the Jared Goff just flat-out QB sneak. And then later in the game, they also had another play to go to to get three yards when they needed it. It's just it's unbelievable. Finally, finally coming around on that. I love that I'm seeing that. The QB sneak, it's a, it's a simple play, and uh, Goff not – not a, not known to be under center, but uh, center, uh, but doing it when he needs to, which is good. Um, so you mentioned um, the the other the other instances, and um, Mitch had also texted me on the first fourth down and said just take the points. So he was in that boat as well. Um, I was I was okay with it. I for this reason and that I didn't think that field goals would beat the bills. I thought it was going to be a high scoring game. So I felt like they needed to get points there. I, I don't, I didn't love it, but I liked it. I think it was okay to do in that situation. You're at home, you're the underdog. You need to establish points against a good bills offense. And, uh, you got the crowd behind you. Um, you, you know, feeding off that energy. I think it was okay in that situation. What I said to Mitch was, I hope that Dan doesn't, use this as a oh i'm gonna start going because he kind of curtailed his fourth downs right you know like we talked about in the previous weeks he's been taking the field goals early not not going for the fourth and shorts um so we were happy to see that growth in his progression so i just hope that he doesn't think oh we were three for three on fourth down and help his brain's not back in the mode of all right we're going for every single fourth down you know that even with the um you know, even with the 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 last couple of weeks not going for it on fourth, they still lead the league in going for it by far. I mean, they they go for it way more than any other team in the league by by leaps and bounds. I mean, they do, but they're like once again, they're also the second youngest team in the league right now. Um, what Dan's not in a position where he, I mean, I think we've all kind of hushed the rumors of Dan getting fired. I think we can all agree upon that. We're not in a mode where it's win now. Why not take the chances? Why not scratch and claw for every victory at this point and get some confidence under the belts of these young guys? I mean, I'm all for the fourth downs and everything, but at the same time, Dan has to has to grow with the young guys and being a young head coach and finding the necessary opportunities to do it and when to lay off. Yes. And uh, one other negative I didn't mention was the safety was a killer too. Um, in the second oh. half, that was just tough, tough look for Goff and the, and the team there. Uh, and then Badgley followed it up mm-hmm. with the missed field goal. So just a, the third quarter was, I think it was both, both those happened in the third quarter. Um, so just yep. not a good look um, for, for that, for that side of the game. Um, what about our boy Anzalone with the, with the interception though? Got to give him some love. Um, the, which, which one are we going to talk about? Are we going to talk about his interception or his interception where he should have had another interception? Deal choice on which one you want to talk about. You can go chronological, I guess. All right, well, we'll touch on both of them. I mean, I couldn't be shouting Anzalone more at Thanksgiving feast. I was getting some weird looks. But, uh, I mean, hey, when a guy stuns you, he stuns you. I was pumped to see it. Uh, 
still want him off the team next year at some point, but, but you know, um, I was pumped to see it. The second one, uh, get up and sell it, buddy. I mean, don't automatically, just because you know you didn't catch it, doesn't mean that you won't get away with it. I mean, we've had terrible things happen to us. Just let us, give us the opportunity. It was so close. It was so close, and, and it looked live like it may have actually been not scooped off the ground, but um, obviously it was, and uh, would, have, would have probably changed the outlook of that game. Um, that, that would have made them perhaps win the, the turnover battle. Um, may have changed the trajectory, um, but got to give him a little bit of love. As you said, um, would not be too, too sad to see him go um, in the offseason and, and move on from mm-hmm. Alex. But um, credit where credit is due. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, we talked about it through text. Got to build off this loss. Uh, and even in your preview last week, you said, um, you know, like that in our predictions, we both had bills. I think I had bills by a late field goal, which was – I can see that have ha- happen in that. Um, and I think you – I yeah, believe I had Bills thirteen look nine. for you. I don't think that was ever going to work. Although the under did, <laughs> the, the under did hit barely. There was a total of fifty three points. The over under was fifty four, at least when I saw it. So it did go under, but by the slimmest of margins. Um, but I think you said in your preview as well that this would be like a loss that they could learn from, a loss that they could build off of. I think that's exactly what this has got to be. Um, you know, you. You had some tangible things that went well in that game. You you hung with one of the best teams in the league, um, just like you did with the Eagles. Uh, you know the Eagles game was close as well, and that could Bills Eagles could very well be the uh, Super Bowl this year. It, it certainly looks like it could be that way. Um, so two good teams. You you held up up with a good team again, um, and uh, in front of a, a big audience in the national time slot time window. Um, yeah, that's right. And uh, got to get healthy um, with the long kind of like a half bye week that they get by playing on Thursday. Got to get healthy, get right, and get ready for the Jaguars who are coming off of a hot, 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 hot win today. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. But the Jaguars are a sneaky team. Yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to them, but hopefully they fall flat on their face coming up. Um Honestly, I'm just ready to see these guys progress. Yeah. Forward down the field, we're 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 on to Jacksonville. Um, you know, tough one just in the matter of that it way happened. Um, five minutes. Five. Oh, four five, four five. Yes, of course. Four five still alive. Four five is still alive. This was the one that you had said would be the loss. Um, so in order to complete that quest for four or five, they've got to win next week. And um, we'll see. They, you know, uh, felt like that was a winnable game. Um, but like I said, Jacksonville scares me a little bit here now that they've beat the Ravens today in, a, in, a, in a, an exciting fashion. Um, makes me believe that they're going to um, bring their A game come next week. And um, as they build up that young, they've got a young roster as well with Trevor Lawrence and Etienne. And Etienne was hurt today. So I'm um, not sure if he's going to be back next week or what his diagnosis will be. But We'll update that when we get to, when the time comes. Um, yeah, I don't I don't have a lot more to say about this other than um, you know Mark Brunel doesn't get enough credit I think as the quarterbacks coach. You know you don't hear anything about that guy. Um, you actually, sometimes you forget he's even there. But I was thinking about him this week and um, 
just what he's done. Um, you know, Ben Johnson gets a lot of the credit for the schemes and the plays that are called in on the offense and rightfully so. But I think something has got to be said about Mark Brunel and the development that he's had with Jared Goff, you know, Jared, um, obviously, um, has made strides since last season, right? You know, like he is on the incline as far as play goes. And so I think you got to give some credit to Mark Burnell, who often, I, you know, I, I'm sure some shareholders out there didn't even know Mark Brunel was the quarterback's coach. Uh, I didn't know it until Hard Knocks. I mean, yeah, I'll give you the shout out with him. Um, I think where he's going to earn his real paycheck, though, is going to be coming up in the next two years. Because um, it's either sticking with Goff, um, most likely for one more year we have Goff, and then um, kind of where it goes from there is a mystery, and that's where he's really going to earn his payday, most likely with the next. With the, with the young folks, whether it's Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, hopefully not C.J. Stroud, uh, Caleb Williams, um, Anthony Richardson, could be could be uh, any a number of those guys um, that they go after. We'll see. Um, BA Lion of the Week, BA Player of the Week. Um, didn't give this much thought um, other than Amon Ra. Yeah, I, we can give it to Amon Ra if you want. I kind of wanted him to have a 100-yard game to get it. I think he ended with like 84. Personally, even though she didn't step foot on the field, I've got to give it up to Baby Rex's leather pants for keeping that contained for the entire halftime performance. You know what? I like that a lot. That's a that's an outlier <laughs> outlier week. I think we can afford to do that this week. Um, book it. BB Rex with B, uh, BA line of the week, even though they didn't perform even at Ford Field, which is a tragedy. They performed at Ford. I didn't. It's not from the video I saw. The video I saw, they were they were only showing it on the on the video board, and then the fans booed after it was done. Uh, I so from what I saw, they were at Ford Field. They were just, um, I don't know if it was the entrance, you know, like the corner entrance has that atrium type area. I don't know if it was there or another corner of the stadium, but that's how I saw it. Okay. Interesting. That's so not, not on the field itself. Right. Okay. Well, we'll see, I suppose. Um, yeah. You got anything else to add from this game? I'm, I'm ready to move on. We're on to Jacksonville in my book. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm ready to move on as well, but just to touch on something you said, Jacksonville shouldn't worry you with this win. It's, this should excite you for a very exciting challenge for the young guys. That's right, and then we can look at that next five-game schedule. We, we broke down the five um, before the 405 came alive. Um, thought that was crazy at the time, and now it's one game away. Um, and so we were we said we were going to take this the, the remaining 10 games in two five-game chunks, so we'll we'll preview that next five-game chunk coming up um, in, a, in a later episode. But um, yeah, wow, um, crazy the, the the change that has occurred. Um, talked to Josh last night, um, a caller from a couple weeks back on his. As he he said, "Man, as soon as uh, as soon as he calls in and makes the big statement about Dan, uh, all of a sudden the script gets flipped and." Now the Lions are back to winning, and and uh, Dan all of a sudden doesn't look like he's on the hot seat or even close to it. So um, yeah, kind of crazy timing by him to to have that. Um, I think he's feeling like he might have a freezing cold take now. 
Someone has to fall on the spear of that take, and uh, thank God it's jo- it's uh, it's a caller, Josh, and not not us, the permanent host here. But um, I mean, anybody could have taken that shot. I'm glad you did, and I'm kind of glad you're eating your crow pie right now, to be honest with you. And uh, hopefully, Josh, you're feeling the same sentiment that we're feeling. We're happy that you fell for us. Yeah, um, uh, lit a fire so to speak, perhaps on Dan, um, uh, you know, motivated him to write the ship and, uh, Aaron Glenham like, so, um, yeah, we'll be on to Jacksonville next week. Let's talk about the remaining NFL games that occurred this week. Um, in the Thursday slot, the second game of the day was the giants versus the Cowboys. Giants got, uh, crushed and now fall two straight games. Lions and then now the Cowboys back-to-back weeks they lose Cowboys look pretty good um and uh at home uh and so NFC beast NFC east continues to get more and more interesting especially with the commanders continuing to climb that that thing is wide open still truly is the beast this year and I mean I think I'd give uh, a more in-depth take on this game if it wasn't for the 42 million viewers who broke a record watching this game um, that kind of solidifies that uh, the Giants and Cowboys will now sign a five-year TV deal to play on every Thanksgiving going forward. Like that's that's an automatic now. Um, yeah, I, I mean, not much about this game. Dayball very upset at times. Uh, he spikes the headset over some downfield calls that cost him a very early touchdown and uh i mean that might have been the the deciding factor in the game honestly um and uh you know what you're going to hear from cowboys fans is that they're doing all this without odell and uh, i mean uh, do you want to do you want to enlighten the list the shareholders on the odell news we have today you know, I was going to save it for the end, but I think this is a good spot because these were two teams where people were calling this the Odell um, tryouts that, you know, he was going to he's gonna be watching both of these teams. Um, yeah, so breaking news today, Odell was on a plane from Miami to headed back to Los Angeles. And, um, you know, there's the jury's still out on exactly what happened. I saw what his um, his uh attorney just put out or his lawyer or whatever um just put out and so allegedly he was on the plane fell asleep in and out of consciousness didn't have his seatbelt on so they tried to wake him up to put his seatbelt on he wasn't responding they thought he was having a medical issue so they they stopped the plane they deplaned the plane they got people off they were back at the gate he wakes up um allegedly says he'll put it on he according to his attorney he said he'd put it on and they said no if it's too late we already tried that You've got to get off the plane. So he was escorted off by the police. Um, didn't seem like it was a too big of an ordeal. I saw the video from the outside of the plane, from the gate inside the terminal, and he just seemed to be carrying his bags and walking, um, so not causing a scene or anything. He tweeted a bunch of things like, uh, can't make this stuff up. Um, never in his life has he ever had something like this happen. So uh, there may be some more news, maybe some additional videos that come out of that. But um yeah, it doesn't sound like it's going to be anything criminal. I don't think he's unless there's something we don't know about. Um, but from the police report and the attorney thing, it just sounds like a, I don't know, a weird, weird, weird circumstance for him. Um, and it sounded like he was going to be visiting the Giants. I think on Thursday, so he's going to go between uh, and um, the Cowboys still remain the favorite, uh, at least in Vegas. I think it's two to one. 
that he goes to the Cowboys. Oh, those are some good odds. Personally, I would love to hear a little ambient alcohol mixture type event happening on this play, and that that's what kind of induced it, the old Tiger Woods excuse. Personally, that's what I'm looking forward to hearing. It, it it sounded like that from the from the story. Um, so I'm sure more and more details will come out. Allegedly, he just was sleeping with a pillow or a blanket over his head, which he does every time. Uh, I like how the attorney added that in there. He's like, as he often does, he puts a blanket over his head. Like, okay, <laughs> I guess that's important to the story that he often does that. Um, as one right, does. Right. Um, yeah. So that that was a that was a that I didn't have on my 2022 bingo card for sure. Um, yeah, so I'm sure that lawyer was also fighting to have uh, mask restrictions uh, loosened, you know, because how can people breathe with a mask on? Right. He, I mean, he had a blanket over his head, right? I mean, that's essentially like a, a, a facial covering. <laughs> Probably going to lose a couple of our, our uh, shareholders on the mask comments here. So, folks, be kind to rewind. Be kind and rewind. That's a good bar in San Antonio. Um, moving right along, Patriots versus Vikings, the last game of the Thursday Thanksgiving slate. Uh, Vikings eke it out late. I actually fell asleep when this game was on. I was too tired. But, um, uh, yeah, was it, was, uh, it was a wild one, a high-scoring affair, and uh, the Vikings win one late. Um, this was a first discrepancy between you and I um, on the on the picks. You had Patriots here. I had Vikings, so – Three for three on the day, three for three on yeah, Thanksgiving for, for me, and um, Vikings continue to ride high. Kirk Cousins is talking about getting a grill next. <laughs> that's uh, that's a little too much. Uh, he's probably just gonna wrap it like tin foil, like he does with his other grill. Um, but you know, I, I digress. This this game also pretty much sealed our fate. Not only was our fate sealed with the loss to the Buffalo, but Minnesota goes ahead and win, beats the Patriots, officially knocking us out of uh, our playoff contention there. And then, you know, just the, the top lot with the games today. But good for the Vikings. Get your win. Um, honestly, I just want to see us get a win over them here in the second half of the season. I would love that. As a, as a team down in the ranks, you, you, um, you have to embrace the spoiler role. Uh, and, and I'm Get sure a Dan Campbell-led team will do so. Um, moving on to Sunday today, Bucks versus Browns. Uh, I'm sure you saw the, the truck that drove onto the field and left some donuts, some 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 marks on the field, which was crazy. I don't know how how you get a truck what onto the field. What is going on? I don't even know how that happens with the security that they have there, but uh, nonetheless, they continued to play the game. Um, with the field conditions as it was, it looked like it was it was it was glaring. Uh, I guess they 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 did some safety testing and determined that it wasn't going to impact play. So they said it was all good. Um, just a wild wild story. Um, I don't know how if there's not any security camera footage of this, but I gotta see this. It reminds me of what happened uh, just outside my place at Top Golf. A little Talladega Nights action for you. Yeah, I forgot about your Top Golf incident though. But yeah, uh, somebody just trying to raise a little hell and you know praising Dale. It's you're gonna have that. You'll have that in Ohio and especially Cleveland. Um, and Cleveland might as well be Believeland. They win it over the Bucks. Um, we talked about this um, overtime thriller. 
one-handed catch by Njoku that was crazy uh, to get the score late. Late win for the Browns. Um, Jacoby walk-off game. You know, we talked about it. Deshaun's going to be back next week. So Jacoby rides off into the sunset with a victory over um, Tom Brady. Are the Bucks done? We say the bad teams lose after a bye, and this was off of a bye. Normally I would say they're done, and yes, bad teams do lose after a bye, but the Saints refuse to put Jameis Winston in the game, and Andy Dalton can't put his single point on the board. We'll get to it later, but normally I would agree with you, but if that game had gone a little differently, then I'd say the Buccaneers were done. But with the Saints' loss, I think they still have a chance of a Watch out for the Panthers now, folks. Yeah, it's getting really weird, and it's going to get even more enticing as the season comes to a close here. But, yeah, the Bucks, um are now under 500, 5-6. Five Not many times Brady's career has his team's been under 500. Um, you know, they were earlier this season as well before they turned it around a bit. But, um, yeah, you and I both had Bucks here, thought this was a, this was a game they could win handedly. Uh, the Browns rain on that parade, and um, the Browns are now um, four and seven, which is a what can you say about that record? You know, that not much you can say about that. Um, the Bucks, the Bucks with six losses now, you can only really afford a handful more losses. You know, two losses maybe. Um, it's to make the playoffs. So, um, gonna be watching that going forward. Tom Brady and um, you know, Giselle broke up um, over this, over this for the Bucks. Come on, I, it's crazy to think, but it's. I mean, I don't, I don't know, what to, I don't know what to think. I mean, Tom Brady doesn't look terrible. He still makes, honestly, when you watch him play football, it's like he just makes business decisions, and he has an absolute rundown of what to do in every scenario. I watched him with a little rollout running back trailing underneath him. The second the defender decommitted to the running back and changed to him, he did a little shovel pass underneath to the running back. It's it's just so robot, robot-like. robot I, I don't know what to... I don't know how to say it. And, you know, to only put 17 points on the board and lose in overtime just hurts. Yeah, against the B- B- Browns team, that's not anything to write home about. Um, yeah, we're gonna be watching the watching the Bucks the rest of the season. Uh, they want to make the playoffs. They got to make the run now. Um, they know what they have to do. Bengals versus Titans. Um, this one was ten to ten forever. It felt like. Um, really, what are the Bengals though? And really, what are the Titans? You know, we talked about it in the preview. It's like the Titans were seven and three coming in this game. Didn't really feel like a seven and three team. The uh, the Bengals um, were six and four. Now they needed a, they really needed this win um, to get to seven and four. They net themselves up with the Titans um, and get the win today. Um, and then uh, hopefully they get Jamar Chase back next week. Two win. T Higgins just rowboated this team through it. Um, I believe that's two wins for the Bengals over top of division rival Tennessee there. Um, I don't really know what to think of this game. Both games, I thought Tennessee had won and kind of stopped watching. And only to see the Bengals had won. I know Derrick Henry had kind of a wonky play, a long touchdown run. 
to have it ripped out of his hands at about the two-yard line, only to have the Titans recover, still get that touchdown. So wild to see the Titans lose, and that might be their playoff aspirations going down the drain. Wow, you think they're not going to make the playoffs? I think they're going to need to buckle up in these last six games. Agreed. Um, I think they still win it in a in a bad division, but um, yeah, the Bengals really needed this win and uh, did a pretty good job with Derrick Henry all day. Uh, kind of hard to do, hard to contain him, but they did a good job. They got that fumble, like you said, and they um, they did a pretty decent job against uh, you know the, probably the best one of the best running backs in the league. Um, Dolphins Texans. This one was interesting. Um, Dolphins were up thirty to nothing and uh, pulled Tua. Um, it was a blowout, and then uh, Texans. I told you they're a little sneaky, um, but definitely not. Definitely not this season. Still with one win. Um, but they tried to claw their way back at the end, and then came down to a Davis Mills interception, um, and just uh, just uh, another Dolphins victory. So. Um, you could say that a few more times, buddy, with the Davis Mills yeah, interception. The, there's been there's been plenty, right? Uh, that seemed to be his game plan all all day was um, get pushed back deep in your own zone, turn the ball over, let the defense score. I almost think that uh, that's what Davis Mills had written down on his wristband for plays one, two, and three. We need a close up view of that. It could have been there. Could have been there. I thought they were gonna change quarterbacks at one point um, with the Texans. Um, I'm I'm not sure on the status of that, but um, the Dolphins changed quarterbacks from Tua, and then uh, it almost looked like they were gonna have to put him back in when they when it came 30 to 15. It was a two score game, um, but the Dolphins <laughs> closed it out late with an interception. Dolphins still undefeated with Tua, which is crazy, um, and you know. Um, I don't know if you were watching that game or watching Red Zone when that happened, but right before the half, did you see Tua get like pretzeled, pretzel tackled? His legs got fell uh, folded up underneath him, and I, I I don't know exactly what happened. The announcer I did hear him say the entire stadium was aghast. It was bad. It was like um, it looked like it was gonna be something crazy, um, either with the legs or the back, because it's. His back snapped back. His head snapped back. His head kind of hit the turf. Um, so you could you're, you're thinking a lot of things there. But he got, he pops right back up and because um, they had no timeouts and so they needed to spike the ball before half to get the field goal unit on. And um, he popped right up. Give it give him credit for that because that was a a, a nasty hit. Um, could have been a lot worse than it was. Uh, he stayed in the game and then um, Dolphins closed it out. Uh, the Dolphins are now what eight and three, um, yeah, eight and three, five and one at home. Um, probably one of the best teams in the in the AFC. And um, if Tua stays healthy, man, watch out for them. Um, going forward, Bears. Sorry. Yeah, I almost I almost thought they were gonna pull Tua from this game. Uh, oh, excuse me, they're a little <coughs> little sushi coming back up. Um, Almost thought they were going to pull Tua from this game after that hit just because of all the Tua's recent things. Him calling his head injury a back and leg thing. Um, so, you know, when he got folded up with that, I almost thought they they were just going to pull up. It crossed my mind as well. Um, uh, yeah, you always think of him that way with him, with his past. Bears-Jets, 
battle of the backups. We thought um, we didn't know that going into the preview of the week. We thought Justin Fields was going to play. I was thinking that <laughs> Zach Wilson was going to get benched. You didn't think that was the case. Next morning, we get the news that he did, in fact, get benched for Mike White, which is unreal. Um, uh, unreal. I, nobody I had ever heard of. Um, but Mike White looked good, gave the offense a, a, a bit of a spark, and uh, the Bears' defense looked bad. They didn't have Justin Fields. They um, it was debating between Simeon and Port, uh, Peterman right before the game, um, and then uh, ultimately went with um, Simeon, right? Um, but, yeah, bad game for them, not a good look. They look like they're going tank mode. Um, so with Mike White's performance, begs the question, was Zach Wilson holding them back? I don't think Zach Wilson's holding him back. I think the team got a little spark after what happened. Um, it's probably like one of those things, you know, Salah hears it, goes and asks uh, Zach Wilson his thoughts on what he did. You know, the team's probably saying some things. I'm sure those guys got riled up about it, you know, and we might have had a true um, – Oh, geez, the movie escapes me, but just full lineman, no blocking scene could have happened for Zach Wilson, and Sala might have done it for Zach Wilson's safety. The one you're thinking of is the longest yard when Adam Sandler's in it. Thank quarterback. you. Um, yeah, it's that's the scene you're thinking of. Good movie. Um, but it, 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 Mike White is the guy now, right? Like Sala, Sala can't go back to Zach Wilson and now, right? Like you got to ride the Mike White the rest of the season, right? I mean, well, what do you do if he has a bad game? Then you go back to – I don't know what he does in this situation. He's kind of put himself into a corner here with that. I think you have to ride the white cap here um, and you and you make the locker room decide your quarterback, right? So we've seen Zach Wilson's play. We've now seen Zach, Mike White's play. We saw Mike White a little bit last year, I believe, Um their play isn't like none of them is uh, leaps and bounds better than the other have two different play styles. Um, but they're both pocket passers. Zach Wilson, a little more mobile will get out there and extend plays, but this becomes a locker room situation, I think. And, and who the team is feeling, they're going to ride with that. Yeah. And it'll be a thing in the off season as well. I'm sure, you know, Zach Wilson's the young guy, like uh, you thought was maybe going to be their quarterback of the future. I, I never was a big believer in him. Um, so I think this day was coming eventually anyway, but um, kind of gets advanced with, after his comments last week about the defense. Um, and so puts, puts Sal in a bad spot, I think. Um, but I think you got to ride the white cap. Like you were saying, that's it. Is that your nickname for him? Or did you hear that? Uh, I heard a lot of them on the on, on TV today. I heard White Knight, White Magic, a lot of things like that. But you know, being the Grand Rapids local here, you know, you got to give them the White Cap nod. So, Get a lot sorry, of that I, I, big yawn there. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty tired. <laughs> oh, in case man. anybody can tell, I'm not as high energy today. Um, but I'm persevering, powering through. Um. Yeah, the white cap name, I like that. Um, you got to be careful with a last name like White, though. You can't in today's 2022 world. You got to be careful with the nickname, the White Knight. I mean, I don't know. You you don't want to start thinking. Th- you don't want to. You don't want to have to start going through his old tweets from 2013 or something. Uh, I thought the same thing when I heard him um, talking on Red Zone today. They they said White Knight, and my immediate thing was, 
That was a risky take, but okay. In this day and age, you got to be careful. Um, you know, the, the the it's a tough world out there, cancel culture. So that was just what I thought. Um, one last thing about this game: Did you see the shot? I'm sure you did of Zach Wilson on the sideline with the with the hood up. I missed that one. <laughs> I did not. Would he? He went full Eminem, Slim Shady. Yeah, and it, I'm, I'm not good with the, the movies, but I think it was a Star Wars scene or something. Somebody did a side by side of of him, and then some. I don't know. Darth Vader. Was he wearing a full cloak? He wasn't wearing a full cloak, but it kind of looked like that. It was a rainy game. He had the the hood up, and he was just kind of staring into the abyss. And um, it just looked like kind of like Kermit the Frog, that that (laughs) meme from a couple years ago when it was like the bad Kermit and the good Kermit. Uh, It kind of looked like that. And so it was just one of those moments where you see it live, and you know that's going to be a meme in about five seconds. Just an all-time sad boy moment from Zach Wilson. Yeah, questioning his decisions and what his future <laughs> holds for him. Commanders versus Falcons. Commanders get uh, yet another victory. This was another one that um, kind of puts the nail in the coffin for the Lions' playoff chances. Um, before we talk about this game, did you see the Sean Taylor statue? I'm using air quotes here. I did see it. That, that ladies and gentlemen, is a mannequin. And trust me, I know all about mannequins. Did a little Black Friday shopping, did a little hey-o, and took one out. You know, uh, I can't take him out. It was – you've seen me in shopping centers, okay? I don't, I don't do well in public spaces. I could take that out. I couldn't take him out in real life. I need a bronze statue. Man, these yawns are just getting me right at the bad points. Right as you're finishing your talk, I, I get a big yawn. Um, yeah, I thought that was really weird. Uh, I saw the SpongeBob meme response to it where it was like Mr. Krabs doing the uh, unveiling of Krabby Land or whatever he called that amusement park, and everybody's all excited, and they rip the – they unveil it, and then it's like, uh, okay, that's not what we thought it was going to be. And it was weird too because it's a mannequin, like you said, but it's – it was like wire mannequin, so it's like almost like you didn't even see the wire behind it. So it was almost like yeah. it was just a floating jersey with pants and 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 soccer cleats, not football cleats. Did you see? Yeah, that? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. The whole point is to immortalize him, yes. But I mean, this is just a very temporary solution. Yeah, and I saw people saying, um, you know, like it, he was wearing a. Uh, the the statue mannequin thing's got a a Nike jersey on, which when Sean was playing it was a Reebok jersey which I was going to give him a pass on that because it might be a licensing thing with Nike like they might not be able to actually put a Reebok jersey on him because it's the current sponsor is Nike Whatever. so I was going to give him a pass on that for details but yeah just a a total commanders um, through and through situation there um, but hey they got the, the the win today in a close one versus the Falcons they get the turnover late Right at the end of the game, Commanders survive. They are seven and five, which is crazy. Crazy. Um, crazy for them, um, which ties them with the New York football jumps in the NFC um, Beast. So they're both four now. Uh, Cowboys are eight and three, and then obviously the, the Eagles are um, nine one, currently up 13 to seven over the Packers. But um, yeah, wow. Um, the Commanders, uh, I don't know how many in a row is this? They've won several in a row, right? Uh, it can't be that many in a row. I know Heineke hasn't put that much strung that much magic together. I think they lost just lost last week, didn't they? 
regardless, two teams in the NFC beast that are trending in two different directions. Yeah, the Giants are going to really push hard for Odell, I'm sure. Um, and I, I just don't see Odell going to New York because it, it doesn't seem like a Dable kind of guy. He doesn't. He's like it doesn't seem like they'd mesh well. Um, but the Commanders, yeah, no. um, Heineke was sharp yet again, and they they can keep the thing rolling. Uh, that NFC East, get your popcorn ready because as these final six games progress, it's going to be get even more weird. Um, so looking forward to that. Moving right along, Panthers Broncos. This one was just ugly. Don't even want to talk about this game. Oof for the Broncos. Just couldn't put up points all game long. Russell Wilson, Ugh. not good. Um, the uh, Sam Darnold had that weird touchdown for the Panthers where he rolls in. Um, we knew this one wasn't going to be a great game. <laughs> Two three three win teams coming in the game. So we 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 chalk this one up as uh, a one that Red Zone would forget and one that we should all forget. Yeah, I think I have to submit a formal apologies to uh, to the Mile High fans early, for earlier this season. I called it a bad sports town. You know what, fans? You have every right to be upset. Your ownership went out and got a $250 million quarterback that can't even be arguably the second-to-worst team in the league and poorly as well. I mean, they're not even putting up a fight in no, most of their games. Offense has been struggling the defense is not too bad we talked about them they're actually highly ranked um defense they're not bad oh that's definitely the better side of the ball but um yeah got a lot of questions to fill with with um nathaniel hackett and russell wilson in the offseason that's um you, you can't really afford to move on from either one of them at this point so uh they got a bad bad situation going on in denver it's not doesn't look like it's going to get better anytime soon um Ravens versus the Jaguars. We talked about this one a little bit as the Jaguars come to town next week for the Lions. Slow game. This one took forever. Um, I don't know if there was an injury in the first half that I didn't see, but this one was tra- tracking behind, trending behind all the other games. Um, this one was. This one didn't get over till like four, four or five o'clock. It was. It was late. Um, didn't see a lot of it. Um, well, I did see some of it. Um, Monumental win for the Jags, it seems like. Uh, Trevor Lawrence to Marvin Jones for the win, plus the two-point conversion. Doug Peterson goes for it at the end there. Nothing to lose, like you said. And then um, other side of the ball, Justin Tucker comes out for a 67-yard field goal. Comes up a few yards short, but, man, it, uh, from from initial kick, it, it was dead on. Oh, my God. Accuracy. It, was, it was between the, the posts, and for a minute there, it looked like it was going to be good. I thought he had an opportunity for it. I mean, it would have been would have been nice to get that. Uh, is it would that have broken the record? Is it still the Lions? It would have broken the record. Okay, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Last year it was sixty six. Okay. Yeah. It would have really been nice to just have that trivia question. Not not Detroit Lions once again. Every negative trivia question would have been nice, but God forbid there's a dome over there in Florida. No, right? That's my thoughts exactly were the same thing. It was like, oh yeah, like so like this will let you wipe the slate if they get if he makes this and if there's anybody that can do it, it's Justin Tucker. Um but the the Ravens fall. Um just don't really know what to think about the Ravens. They're a good team, got a good thing going, but they just seems like every week you watch them and they're and they're just in close games like all the time and they just they just find themselves in these positions where they have opportunities to win or lose games late and um most of the time they win them you know but um this week you know they they get trapped in a, in a road game road test and uh against the worst jaguars team and just 
waffled. Honestly, I'm just going to love this moment Why we have it. Uh, the more Ravens losses, the way I see it is the better. The more losses, the more the ownership will want to move and part ways with Lamar Jackson. And our cap situation is absolutely beautiful That uh, for that. I would rather take a proven guy than a flyer in the draft when we can use the draft for defense. That's that's just my standpoint on it. I, I'm trying to mitigate risk. Yes, and once again, I want to forego this conversation until the offseason. But yet, you keep bringing it up week in, week out. Hey, man, so, the shareholders are writing in. I'm giving them what they want. Writing in. Okay, okay, fair enough. A <laughs> um, couple more games here. Chargers, Cardinals. This one was a wild one. Um, another late score game um, where they go for it on two-point conversion. Chargers and Brandon Staley decide to put their chips in and go for it late, and they get it, and they get a one-point victory over the Arizona Cardinals, who are continuing to fall from grace. I can't believe it. I thought the Cardinals had this wrapped up, and you know why? Uh, I looked over at Kyler Murray, all 5-2 of Kyler Murray on the sidelines there, and he was just laughing and having a good time almost all game long, like... There wasn't a care in the world. I can tell you his hamstring didn't look too injured when he was running for that touchdown and gave a little extra leap as he as he ran in as well. I mean, hmm, very odd. Uh, way to ditch your team. I'm glad you haven't won. Uh, I don't believe you deserve any wins. Ooh, ooh, that one. That was that was that was a hot take right there. That was that was that was deep. Um, I do agree with you as, as well, though. Um, Cliff, Klings, Cliff Kingsbury and um, Kyler Murray just seem to not be able to to, to win games here in Arizona. So um, going to be a, a weird offseason for both of them. And um, you got something else to add to that? Uh, just if you're going to bring up Kingsbury, from the little I saw of him today, the internet comments, I think, are starting to get to him. That looks like a man who has gotten very little sleep. He's always had the bags under his eyes, though. Yes. Yeah, he he's did, always sure been did. that way. Um, so the so the so the Chargers win it late. They needed to win this game. That was a big one for them um, in the AFC. And then um, also in the AFC side of the world, we had the Raiders versus the Seahawks, the Jihawks. Kenneth Walker had a really good game, um, probably offensive rookie of the year, but um, Raiders win it in overtime, another wild one, second overtime game of the day. And um, Devontae, or not Devontae, but um, Derek Carr gets the, the late touchdown to seal the game for the Raiders. Congrats to you and your B team. Oh, our, my teams may not win many, but uh, at least there was two exciting ones this week. Good for the Raiders to find another W. Good for Josh McDaniels' uh, sanity um, on this W. And uh, congrats to Derek Carr for uh, keeping his job. Another another yawn situation. Um, yeah, yeah, I agreed. He he got looked like he might have gotten injured early in the game, um, but he bounced back, came back a couple plays later. Um, so, um, yeah, Raiders steal one against the Seahawks. Seahawks have some work to do after that one now. Um, you know, they are now, um, six and five. So another bad position to be in. You got to start winning some games if you're them and you want to make these playoffs. I have them in my playoffs. So, um, need them to figure things out for my side of things. 
Um, two more games here that uh, are incomplete or completed. Um, Rams versus Chiefs. Chiefs win it, but not by the biggest of margins. Not as much as I thought it would have been. Uh, it felt like it could have been a real big blowout. You know, Chiefs had a couple guys out on offense, and obviously the the Rams did without Stafford, who may be done for the year at this point. It sounds like um, as they Yikes. just ride off into the sunset. But uh, another good good one for the Lions comp pick. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Rams. Uh, honestly. It was a good trade-off. You got Matthew Stafford in a Super Bowl. God forbid you give us a top-five pick in return. I think it's only fair. It is only fair. Come on! It's the, the, once again with the <laughs> yawn. Um, yeah, it's it, it it's just storybook if this is how it goes down and if the Lions get somebody who really changes their game. Um, this may go down in history as like the most beneficial trade ever for both teams as you, like you said, the the Rams got what they wanted. They got the the quarterback, the Hall of Famer, probably in in the future, and they get their Super Bowl win the win now mode. And then the Lions the next year get uh hopefully a top five draft pick as, if all continues to go that way. Um, couldn't couldn't be better. Um, one last game, your New Orleans Saints just couldn't find the end zone against the 49ers. 49 49ers win it. Just a sorry game for the Saints offensively, and uh, like you said earlier, uh, just refusing to go back to Jameis. It's just riding Andy till till they. I guess that guy's soul hurts, and everybody knows it. Not only could this team not find the end zone, they didn't know you could kick the ball and get points as well. In a low-scoring affair, why not take points? No, they refused to take points. It was kind of crazy. The, the you know the 49ers were very clearly just cruise controlling and not going for a lot of points. It was 13 nothing. I mean that's probably the lowest scoring game of the year. I would just say between 13 points between two teams, it'll be up there if, if not the lowest scoring game of the of the year. Um, got, got Big Ten game written all over it. Um, so 49ers seven and four, another seven and four team. Saints fall to four and eight. Um, not looking good for their chances, even though the Bucs continue to struggle as well, and the Panthers, and so that one's that division's still open in the NFC South, but um, not looking good for you for you on your pick there with Saints. No, it sure isn't. But uh, the Buccaneers' loss doesn't hurt us at all, so that uh, it almost helps us a little bit. But well, like I said earlier, you got to look out for those Panthers. Who would have known it? In the interim, coach, they are making a push to win their division. How weird is that? very weird and you got the falcons up there as well um still making some noise they lose today but um still kind of in the hunt um currently sunday night football last game of the day um currently eagles lead at 13-7 over the packers although the packers are deriving they are at the 11 yard line for the for the um for the on the on the eagles 11 yard line um so trying to knock on the door um talked about odell getting kicked off the plane and um he sounds like he's visiting some teams this week, so maybe by next week we will know where his destination lands. Um, and then, of course, Monday night football is um, Colts, Colts Steelers on Monday. Um, so far, I am ten and three, ten and four this week. Much better week for me. Uh, Andrew sits at eight and six with two games remaining. We both had different outcomes for these two games. You took the Packers, I took the Eagles. I took the Colts. You took the Steelers. So, um, if, if two of those go, um, your direction, you'll, you'll have tied me this week. If I get one of those games, I've got the victory over you. And, um, I haven't tabulated the, uh, results for 
records, but I can do that right now. Um, so far this week, that would put me at 96 and 66 um, if the record continued this way. Um, and then you would be 86 and 76, both comfortably above 500. Props to us. Props to us there. Making a turnaround. Um, Alas, that continue or that completes our concludes our NFL talk. Let's close out the show now with some college football talk. Touchdown Packers. Breaking. Aaron Rodgers breaking touchdown news. pass didn't see it's to who. It's going to be a one point lead probably if they make the PAT. They did. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers touchdown pass. Can't couldn't tell you who it's to. I don't have that information as well, but. Um, yeah, let's talk about Michigan with a big victory and a winning bet for me as I had chosen the bet boost from super super bet boost from Fox um, that I put up on the on the game, um, which was Michigan losing at halftime but to win the game, and I felt like that actually was a, a really good opportunity. And the fact that it was super boosted to plus twelve hundred was just crazy odds, and I'm sure I wasn't the only one that took that. It was a promo pick, so I'm sure there were a lot of those, but. Very cool to see Michigan number three winning it over Ohio State. We'll see if they give them the bump to number one. I bet they don't. I bet they let Georgia still sit there at one um, with the no. SEC bias. But Michigan surely will be number two. And um, yeah, it was just a, a a great second half from the from the team. Uh, no Blake Corum. He tried to give it a go early, but just that knee wasn't ready. It wasn't ready. Um, so Edwards steps it up. They needed big plays to win it, and they got that. And Ohio State had some bad penalties um, and just kept shooting themselves in the foot all game long. And so after the game on Fox, they were chanting that they want Urban Meyer back. That's the current state of Ohio State. That sounds like a bunch of scumbag Ohio State fans to me. Um, do what you guys got to do. I'm not worried anymore. Michigan almost seems team of destiny at this point. And uh, Ryan Day, Mel Tucker, take a look in the mirror, folks, and start turning in your resumes. It's just after so many years of Michigan State and Ohio State losses for Michigan, this is finally feels like it's Jim Harbaugh's league again. He's taken the reins. And uh, once again, he dips out on the uh, interview. I don't know if you saw that, but um, – didn't even answer. Didn't even <laughs> didn't even say anything on the microphone this week. He dipped out before it even started. And uh, Tom Rinaldi on Fox was trying to track him down, but he was long gone. Um, they get the J.J. McCarthy interview instead. Uh, just Harbaugh strikes again. The guys, the guy's an animal. He wants his guys to have full credit. Get used to the interviews. I mean, what more can you ask from a guy? Um, that's a Michigan fan. Couldn't be happier right now, but. Job's not over. This is uh, this is just the beginning. Absolutely, they've got a date with Purdue next week, I think, um, in the Big Ten Championship, and then um, we'll see where the chips fall for the college football playoff because Clemson lost, so they kind of just got knocked themselves out, and uh, Notre Dame did not beat USC, so USC is still very much in the mix. Probably will be number four um, now that there's only three remaining teams undefeated. Um, so that's always an interesting. There's always an interesting time of year because you've got teams that are in the college uh, or in the conference championships, teams that aren't, and um, you've got one lost teams and two lost teams. And so we'll see what the committee feels about these one lost teams versus two lost teams. LSU lost as well, so LSU was up there with two losses. Now they've got three, so you can count them out. Um, just a 
just a bad showing for them this weekend. Oregon also lost. Um, they were down the list as well, so but they count them out. Um, so we'll see where where the things shake out with them if they if they let Alabama in with two losses or they they how do they do it? Because um, there's only there's only a couple teams left with one loss, so um, it's it's always interesting to me. I'm I'm here for the drama. Just good to see that Michigan secures their destiny. As you said, though, gotta gotta can't have a sleeper week against Purdue. You can't have that be the, what what changes your season. Uh, you got the big win over Ohio State. You've got to continue to ride that um, one more week. Get yourself fully secured in the college football playoff. Don't even leave it up to chance with a one loss, um, especially to a, a worser team in, in Purdue. So um, get your popcorn ready. See if they let Ohio State in. See if they let Alabama in. What they do there because it's going to get real, real interesting. Alabama wins it this week over Auburn in the Iron Bowl, so they they hold serve and um, yeah. We've got college football, college champ, or conference champions next week. That's kind of crazy that we are already at that point in the season. NFL's got six games left, and the college football world is going one more week to the conference championships, and then we've got bowl games already. Not only that, the longtime Lions says Ohio State not getting in. They're bound for the Rose Bowl. Okay, okay. I Yeah, I, I don't know what the committee's stance will be. I think, um, you know... You lost to a pretty good Michigan team, but you lost by a lot. So I think if they kept that close, that would have, may have changed. At home. Then it's a 20-point game, so um, that changes the trajectory a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm here for it, though. I'm here for all the drama, especially when Michigan's sitting comfortable. Uh, just got to continue to um, conduct business against Purdue next week. And um, Matt Rule finds himself a new job in Nebraska, and Luke Fickle leaves – leaving Cincinnati it sounds like today breaking news uh sounds like he's gonna leave and go to Wisconsin so two new coaches in the Big Ten next year I I personally like both of those hires welcome to the Big Ten welcome for low scoring affairs uh but if this is your welcome to the Big Ten the Michigan Ohio State game Welcome. I mean, this is what you have to look forward to. That's the stage you want to get to. That is the biggest game the Big Ten have seen in a while. And uh, that's the stage we got to get to. We got to show this committee that the Big Ten is as good as the SEC and demands the respect the SEC gets. So, uh, boys, buckle in. You got work to get do. Get those seatbelts on, right? Get this. Get the seatbelt on. Um, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, that reminded me of you, say, you saying that um, that comment there. Um it was like 17 million people watched this game, which is a lot for college football. Um, NFL's king, um, like you said, 42 million people for the Cowboys Giants game was a record. But all three of those games, all three of those games on Thanksgiving broke records. The Lions game was the most watched first window of of um, Thanksgiving ever, and um, it was at um, I think it was 32 million average viewers something like that and uh it, it, at the peak towards the end there it, it peaked out at 42 million so um it, it, it was right up there with the cowboys uh, giants game and then I, I don't remember the number off the top of my head for the vikings patriots but that did really well too so i think year over year it was up like 12 percent across the board which is just crazy um it's just a really good game or a really good week of football um close to 20 million viewers for the michigan ohio state game and people love football. America loves football and feasts, man. I hope you all had a good Thanksgiving. I know I did. And um, hopefully you still got some leftovers that you, you're getting through as as we wind down the, the week. Now, Andrew says no, probably 
plowed right through all of those leftovers. Um, calories then, count again. Calories are back to counting. Although, do they count on Christmas? Um, Santa would say otherwise. Uh, Santa would say no. His waistline would say otherwise. Yes, yes. You, you see those new Wendy's commercials. Are, um, he's, he's hanging out at Wendy's, so obviously he's, he's grown as well. Um, yeah, we'll count down to Christmas is on now. Uh, we'll, we'll be heading into December later this week, and um, then the countdown is on for Christmas. So, and the countdown to the end of the NFL season. We don't want to, we don't want to talk about that, but it's it's the elephant in the room. Six more weeks. It's it's grind time for all these teams trying to make the playoffs. It's gonna get real interesting, folks. So strap in, get those seatbelts on. Lions fans, stick with the team. Let's keep things rolling. Got to get a bounce back win against the Jaguars. Let's go. Lions, happy Thanksgiving again to everyone. Tell somebody you love them. I'm out. We ready for that holiday time. Strap in. Had the longtime Lion doing the Jerry Jacobs celebration. Let's go, Lions. Let's finish this season out on a high note. Meow. Nice.